Hello. I just smacked my face on my <laughs> microphone by accident. I saw it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I smacked my chin right into it. You just smacked it. Ah, good start. I started off my day at five in the morning sewing my broken mask back together. Yes. That was interesting. I was up several times last night, so I'm tired. Yay. Yay. <laughs> tired podcast. Tired podcast. Let's go. It's going to get real fucky. Also, uh, in real time right uh-huh. now, as these are coming out, the, the the season seven is over. Yeah. So I just found out today that episode 13 is supposedly the last episode of season seven. <laughs> we didn't know. And I was like, uh-huh. It's when? Yeah. I it, mean, it, I, I, I guess it makes sense. We but, were surprised. But only 13 episodes? Yeah, it seems a little light. Pretty light. Even the last season light, was at least 18. Light compared to their usual loads. Right, yeah. They usually have, like, big, like, thick loads. <laughs> Why? I mean, and... I guess not since it took a while for Jake to impregnate Amy. But... Stop! I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to report you for yelling so loud. We have a a neighbor that yells <laughs> super loud, and I keep saying I'm gonna tell, but I never do, because I don't I don't want to feel like that person. But also, it's all day, every day, and all night, and all night. There's like booming coming from upstairs. It's, they're blaring music or yeah. or like playing from, loud from the video crack games. of dawn until like twelve at night. Literally, when I come out here at seven fifty a.m., like I hear video game music, and I'm like. Go to go to bed. Did you go to bed? Like, then, what like, are you doing? Randomly, you just hear like, "Oh God, fucking dare!" Ah. Yeah, then, like a muffled. It's coming from upstairs. Yeah, I can hear it though pretty clearly. Clearly, sometimes when I'm just sitting here in silence. Right, because some uh, man children still think that they need to verbally assault the television when they're bad at something. Get good. All mm. right. Well, that's enough complaining for. Uh. The- <laughs> beginning of this all this if you like the show Mm -hmm. after you listen to it which uh oh this is the rewatch podcast by the way of course yeah that's us we had a very the way the pod goes intro right there it was that's our other show that we do sometimes we need to do an episode because i mean we we just keep talking about (laughs) things that are not brooklyn 99 that's true Mm -hmm. but anyways yeah we're this is the rewatch podcast i'm aaron that's brooke hello and uh, we're currently watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, as you uh, could hear earlier. Mm-hmm. We're uh, talking to the people that know, that have been listening, that we're covering season seven. And uh, if you like the show, us covering it, you can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, the two platforms that 90% of people listen to podcasts on. Yes. Or 75%. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know percent. Most people. Yeah. And uh, if you want to interact... You can follow our Instagram, TRWPod, for all of the updates slash memes curated by uh, local meme curator, Brooke. (laughs) Hello, that's me. And then also our Facebook page, Alternative Bird Podcast, which is our home for all things uh, Brooke and Aaron, I guess. Yes. It's just us. It's just us. us. And then you can also email us at gmail, uh, wait, no, TRWPod at gmail.com gmail.com at gmail.com gmail at gmail.com at gmail.com at gmail.com oh no we broke oh no oh no oh no
Oh no. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's the infos. Uh, uh, let's start. Let's get into this. Yeah. So this is Brooklyn Nine Nine, season seven, episode eight, the take back. This was written by Dwayne Perkins and directed by Michael McDonald. Yes. Yes. So it's a great episode because we have a returning character that is just so fun. Don't don't ruin the surprise. It's I didn't say it was, I didn't ruin anything. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> we're covering it right now. The surprise is gone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so uh, start of the episode. Rosa calls Jake into the interrogation room to question a man that had broken into multiple houses. I think it was like twelve. I thought it was 13, but I couldn't remember. It was a large number. Yeah. She found something unfortunate in the man's car and wanted to let Jake know about it. Mm-hmm. It's very urgent. It's an invitation to Doug Judy's wedding. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and Jake is bothered that he didn't receive an invite. He's he's screaming about it. He's really screaming about it. It's so funny because this this scene just... It really, it really does play out like um, one of those detective dramas. It's very quick, fast-paced, um, dramatic dialogue, but it's just about this wedding invitation, and that's right. it. Yeah, he's like, Jake was like, when did you get this, and why didn't I get one? Wait, yeah. you're a cop. Why would you get one? Do you know Doug? It's so, <laughs> I love when they, when they do this, when because it's a comedy show when they implement the um, dramatics of it, the theatrics of it, of a, of your typical detective drama show. And they, they just, they play with that, but it's in, uh, in, in tandem with comedy. It's a complete joke the whole time. Yes. Yes. It's a joke the whole time. Yeah. Right. Jake is, uh, seriously angry and like yelling at a guy because he didn't get a wedding invitation. It's, brilliant and beautiful and i love their techniques it's very funny it's fun so we have a synopsis for you it's kind of you know what's synopsis it's a summary yeah yeah but like a more interesting version of a summary yeah it is a little more interesting so doug judy is back and this time things are personal between him and jake pontiac bandit pontiac bandit Meanwhile, Amy and Charles try to find the perfect new vending machine for the precinct. Ooh, tasty. Yeah, this, um, tasty. That's, that's a fun time for them. And <laughs> Terry and Rosa try to correct a mistake. A mistake. The children are dead. They, it's, a, it's a very serious diary mistake. So serious. So serious. Uh, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's go. Oh, okay. Let's get into do this. I, do I go or do you go? Um. Oh, God, I just, okay. I can go. Okay. 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 So we're gonna start off with Jake, uh, meeting up with Doug Judy at his uh his favorite place, uh, a pottery paintery, which I'm calling it a paintery because I I want to call it a paintery. Sure. Yes. That works. Um, Doug Judy loves this place. So Jake presses him for any news about his life, like, "Hey, what's going on? Any guy anything going on in your life? What, what, what's, <laughs> what's happening? What's up? What's any up? news? I haven't heard from me in a while." Um, but Doug Judy evades these questions, so Jake has to reveal that he knows about the wedding, and Doug explains that he thought it would be awkward if he invited a cop to his wedding, where like most of his attendees are crooks. Mm, yeah, I can see how that would be. A it's a bit of a pickle, right? A little weird. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's really weird. Like, maybe not. Let's not do that. 
However, he invites Jake to his bachelor party as long as he adopts a criminal persona to blend in. Uh, Jake is easily baited by this uh, sexy-ass weekend, they call it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sexy-ass weekend. I-, I would just like to say, the texture of quiche is unsettling. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he has a, line. a job. Right, he just sits behind rich white dudes to make them look less racist. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he just whispers nonsense into their ear. The texture of quiche is upset as unsettling. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, on to our next point. Uh, it is Holt's first day back as captain. Yay! Wonderful. Terry and Rosa are busy making sure every square inch of Holt's desk is exactly how he requires it. Very mm. particular man. Very. Holt walks in and immediately notices that his tiny figure of Cheddar, his dog, is askew. <laughs> Just before, I mean, Ro- he's at at the door and he points to it and notices. It's it's a quite a, a like, large space. Ah, uh, Cheddar's askew. Yeah, he's not like up at his desk. He's far away and notices that, which is really funny. Right, and it's like, uh, I love the introduction to that bit because it's like Terry's like, now was the little Cheddar figurine at a forty-five or a fifty-five degree angle? Mm-hmm. And and Rosa was like, Terry, it's a ten degree difference. You better figure that out. <laughs> yeah, because it's a big difference for Holt. Right, because he's like, and he immediately notices, hmm, Cheddar's askew. Yeah, from a, from far away, he notices. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I love Holt. I and love him. He even, like, he whips out a ruler to oh, make yeah. sure that his, like, uh, I don't know, like, mouse pad he measures is like, exactly in place. Yeah, it's like the computer mat, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he whips out a ruler and slaps it on the desk, and it's like, hmm. And it's like, you to have uh, made yourself at home here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I couldn't tell if that meant that, like, the computer mat was too far away or if it was exactly in place. I think that was after, he said that after um the cheddar figurine, but then he measured the computer mat why are we talking about this? And, <laughs> and then he was like, hmm. And then he's kind of impressed after that. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think you're right. Yeah. But he does notice that there is a business card with a piece of gum on it that is no longer on his desk. Yeah. And Terry is like, and Holt, Holt, well, Holt says, like, did you throw it out? And he was like, no, Terry would never throw out something that looks exactly like trash. <laughs> looks exactly like trash. It looks like trash. And Holt's like, all right, I'll give you a half an hour to get it back on my desk. Because he's like, I want it. It was very important to me. And and he leaves the room and Terry's like, I threw it away. <laughs> I threw it away. Oh, man, Terry, you're in trouble. In trouble. Um. So I, this next thing I just love so much. Um. While we're meeting Doug Judy's crew... And Jake introduces himself as Sean and says he was in jail for elder abuse. Um, (laughs) He got his grandpa real good, he says. Oh, God. Uh, One of the crew members responds, damn, that's very upsetting. (laughs) That is very upsetting. Yeah, he's disgusted. (laughs) He's so disgusted by uh, uh, Jake's persona. He's like, elder abuse? That is uh, very upsetting. Even Doug Judy was like, that's an uh, odd choice. Yeah. Um, also, he, he let he let Jake improvise a criminal he persona did. and he let him go. And f- somehow Jake made that weirder than it needed to be. He made it w- too much, just too much. 
Um, speaking of too much, we get a guest appearance. Uh, they're flying on Mark Cuban's private jet. And before boarding, Jake actually like, formally meets him. And Mark Cuban explains that he met Doug Judy when he went on, uh, Doug Judy went on Shark Tank to pitch his idea for a noise canceling blanket that is meant for secret sex. Literally, what is this scene? Uh, what? Yeah, Mark Cuban just shows up. He shows up, uh, you know, uh, Doug Judy's kind of tight with him, lets him use his private jet. I'm guessing Shark Tank, wait, no, it is. Shark Tank is on NBC. Uh, I guess. It's the same network as Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, you know what? That's funny. So I bet that's how that connection came mm-hmm. around. I think it's great. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, that's who would have it. a private jet? Ah, billionaire, Mark Cuban. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course he would. That was great. Secret sex, though. Because of the smush shush? Yeah, yeah. It, which, like, obviously that's for, like, private public sex, it sounds like. Why else would it need to be in secret? Okay, so when I picture public, now I just a pup, I picture a large, huge blanket covering a, like, picnic bench. Or, or, I mean, like <laughs> park a park bench? Park bench, that's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> Why did I know you were going to say that? Why did you know? <laughs> it's like, I guess that's the, the usual outdoor thing you go with. Is that, like, a park bench? That's the most exposed? Or, like, the hood of a car. There's just a giant, because the, the It's just blanket, a giant pink blanket. The blankets is giant, by the way. It's one. It's like one of those weighted blankets. And it's pink. It's pink. Bright pink. Bright pink. We spent so much time on this blanket. We did. We spent a lot of time on the stupid stuff, if you can't <laughs> tell. We love the, the stupid details. Love and it. It's pretty funny. It's funny. Just like how I uh, outlined the, uh, the Debbie sandwich. I love well, that. If you recall, has uh, orange chicken mm-hmm. and... Uh, 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 French vanilla creamer. Oh, ew, disgusting. <laughs> I was Hate trying that. to remember the weird part. It was the French vanilla creamer. Gross. Anyways, so back at the precinct, Amy is measuring the empty space between two vending machines in the break room. She informs Charles that a work order was approved for a third vending machine. A third vending machine? A third vending machine. And <laughs> Charles is like, why are you whispering about a third vending machine? <laughs> and Hitchcock and Scully are right at the door. Just they're just they're just there. They appear. They appear. They heard they heard food related thing. It's like they, they summoned them. You know? Right. Like what cats. you didn't what you didn't get to see was the the pentagrams on the floor at the entrance. Oh my god! Surrounded with candles, <laughs> and they summoned them. No, <laughs> not it. Those under underworldly beings, Hitchcock and Scully, that were summoned. Oh my God! Other world. Okay. But uh, now Hitchcock and Scully are tr- are um, they make it their job to find a new vending machine that is to their liking. Yes. And Amy allows them to collect research for the new vending machine, so that they can pitch their ideas. Which yeah. Amy is not super happy about it. She's probably just gonna you know get the same one. <laughs> of course. Um. But also, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to uh, the crew real quick. The crew, the the Miami crew. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine does a ton of these montages. It's a very signature style of theirs, where um, especially true. when they are changing clothes, um, they do like a little montage, a little like slow mo, 
Um, so before ascending uh, the plane, the crew wants to change clothes to fit in with the Miami style. And so they um, they land, they're changed, and they exit the plane wearing like these light light khakis, these like polos and gold chains, fedora, flowery like polos. A, yeah, it's like a getup. Um, and they Jake, lo- they look like Miami drug dealers. They do, yes. Uh, and Jake asks if it's culturally allowed for him to be wearing this getup. Like, Isn't <laughs> allowed to wear this? Yeah, because it. It it basically looks like you're you look like a Cuban in Miami. Yeah, which it's like um, uh, <laughs> he's okay. like I'm the only white guy here. Yeah, it's like is this okay for me. <laughs> it's it's funny they point that out. Also, I I people love give me looks. I, don't know. I love their like little slow mo montage things. I love those. I'm guessing. Yes, yeah, they have a lot of them, and they're always very tasteful. They are. Um, they're really well done, and there's a ton of them. And uh, I don't think we've really touched on them before, but maybe like once when the only one I don't know one I remember is the uh, when they're in the dance competition, and before that they change. I don't know if we pointed that out, but oh yeah, they had the um they they went to the like the thrift store, and they had yeah. like a. A uh, slow mo yeah. montage of them like trying but, on different outfits. I, you know, we only we've only done season one and season seven, but as we then circle back and go to season two, three, four, you know, I would six. like to list all of them out. <laughs> I want I want to catch all of them. Ah, uh, yes, the nice little montages. I love it. It's it's so it's so them. And also, uh, I was thinking maybe the outfit thing that Jake was saying could be akin to like if you were to go to. Chinatown, New York, and wear like a traditional, like Chinese silk outfit, right? As mm-hmm. like a white dude in Chinatown. Yeah, it's not allowed. Maybe don't do. Or that. like go to Japan and you're like wearing a kimono. Yeah. Out in public. Yeah. Unless, Everybody's like, you're like with one. You but... don't belong. Yeah. And then after our slow mo montage, we get to the hotel where they are going to be staying for the weekend, and. Doug Judy's sister, Trudy Judy, surprises them in their room. She was let out of prison for good behavior, apparently. She notices Jake and asks why the narc is here, nearly blowing his cover completely. But after talking with her and allowing her to see boobs and butts this weekend, (laughs) Trudy finally gives in and helps convince the guys that Jake isn't a cop. She's like, He's a narc because, you know, he got me cheating on my boyfriend, but it's whatever. How nice of her. Uh, meanwhile, let's go back to Terry real, qu- real quick now. Uh, he comes up with a plan to fake the business card. So he, he shows Rosa these, like, multiple selfies he'd taken in the office. Also, they're all the same. They're all, well, same. <laughs> Honestly, when I take a bunch of selfies, I, I take a bunch of them, and they're the same. But there's also slight differences. Anyway... Uh, when you zoom in on one of these pictures, you can see the business card. And so, like, while he's explaining, like, you know, they can, like, replicate it and everything, uh, Holt approaches from behind and asks for the business card. But Terry lies and says he accidentally brought it home. And uh, this fends off Holt for now. But, like, you know, he buys himself some time, but, like, time's ticking. Um, side note, uh, Rosa doesn't have any pictures in her phone. At all. At all. No memes, nothing. No memes, nothing. Uh, like, that feels very Rosa. I just wonder why. She was proud of it. She was proud of it. I wonder if she has, like, I'm sure they're, like, saved to a cloud somewhere if she has photos. Of, they're just uh, not on her phone. Of what? 
don't know. Leather jackets and Whatever she motorcycles. Likes. Maybe she likes memes. Memes, uh, girls. I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. What they she like cats? Probably <laughs> likes cats. Oh, also we get to hear Rosa do a little snarky laugh in this scene. I love her I love her laughs. I think honestly Rosa It was literally like a <clears throat> Rosa is such a great like little comedic device a lot of times in these scenes. Especially in this episode and the last episode too. Um, where just her laugh will go like just go along with the scene and it's just so funny. I don't know. Right. It means more because she doesn't laugh much. She doesn't. Also hearing her giggle is just brings me joy. <laughs> Great. All right. So Charles Hitchcock and Scully are now pitching ideas for a new vending machine to Amy. Amy is grossed out by Boyle's pitch, which is just filled with um aquatic testicles. Aquatic testicles, you say? Which, uh, there were three types of aquatic testicles, and um, two of them don't exist. Eel I, and octopus. I they think, don't have testicles. I think what it means is you, like, cut it up, and then you, like, gather the meat of it into a oh, ball. Oh, so they're not testicles. No. It's just a ball with the meat of the thing no, in it. No, but it sounds like testicles, so okay. it is, like, aquatic testicles. When I heard octopus balls, I was thinking of, like, octopus testicles, which I don't think we all know that those don't exist. <laughs> I don't think no that's not it I was like did they make up uh, genitals for these animals uh, I uh, formed them into a ball probably <laughs> okay that a makes packed more, ball that makes more sense I was thinking it was testicles this whole time but it's funny because it sounds like tes- testicles it does that's why and after some frustration Amy goes with Hitchcock and Scully's idea which has a built in pizza oven delicious which is pretty cool I would eat that sounds expensive though it does. It sounds like it's $15. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the vending machine. What? Oh, you mean oh. the pizza is $15. Oh, yeah. That's, that's got to be like at least like $15, $16. At <laughs> least, if not 20 I was thinking you were like, yeah, that's probably like, what, 15 bucks for the <laughs> whole vending machine? Uh, 15 bucks <laughs> for this vending machine right here, man. It's I'm like, selling a vending machine, $15. It's like when people online are like, uh, here, this laptop, uh, $300. And someone's like, what about like 20 I'll give you. Uh, I got three dollars. I got. I got three dollars and an old record collection. Three How about that? Oh my god! <laughs> Want to trade? And they're like, um, no. I listed a price. Could you please follow my could suggestion? You, could you read? It wasn't a suggestion, actually. No, it was negotiating. It, it wasn't a negotiation. I'm not here to haggle. Not here to you haggle. You know, someone tried to haggle with me at Target one time. What? That's a Target. That's not I'm a like, market. I don't make the prices, sir. And also. He was like, I'm not going to buy it if I can't take it out of the box and look at it first. And I'm like, no, no. Oh, my God, Aaron. <laughs> he, he's what trying to, is the story? trying to take it out of the box and look at it. And then he also tried to haggle the price with me. And I'm like, I don't make these decisions. Where were you when this happened? Were you, were you at a cash register? No, I was in Just the kitchen in an department. Aisle? He wanted to buy like some sort of griddle thing. What the hell? And I was like, here's the display model. And I, and he was like, right, but that's a different size one. The one in the box is a different size than the display. Oh, my God. It says a different size in inches right there. And I'm like, okay, but it's like this, but a little bigger. He's like, I want to see it. And I'm like, you can't. I'm, I'm no. sorry. You can't take it out of the box. And he was like, I can't buy something if I can't see it. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, you do. You buy things online all the time, probably. <laughs> no, I don't think that guy does. <laughs> that guy specifically buys his groceries at garage sales where he knows he can haggle. He sounds like a boomer. 
Yeah, he he was acting like one for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, big boomer energy right there. Also, uh, there might be some cameos of bunny thumps in the background. Yeah, I'm sorry if you didn't hear her. Uh, she will just get up randomly and throw a fit, and it's fine because she's a baby girl and she right. can have fits. She she hears us talking and, and she wants attention and is not involved and is angry about that. She gets upset. She throws her food bowl. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, not spilling her water. Yeah, because she's baby girl. Oh my gosh. Anyway, anyway, back in Miami. Yes. Judy continues to lie to Doug to like his friends, and to pro- the wow, I bungled that all up. Bungled. <laughs> okay, so Judy, the Judys, both of them, continue both of them. to lie to Doug's friends to preserve Jake's cover. The friends are acting really paranoid about it, which you know. They're like, hey, like Doug has a cop friend. Like, we don't want to, like, yeah, you know, be in the mix with a cop. And they're like, oh, I'm not a cop. What are you talking about? And it's like, <laughs> wow, good thing you're not a cop because I just stole ten million dollars worth of diamonds. Amazing. And then Trudy is like, wow, you idiots. He is the cop friend. You're all stupid. And, yeah. and then Jake is just like. <laughs> just that high pitch like excuse voice that he does all uh-huh. the time yeah when he's in a pickle when he is in a pickle right but the everybody's like up in arms about this and the the judy's friends are talking about like leaving him in the room to starve yes and like making off with the diamonds yeah and they, they Doug's destroy like, his phone <laughs> right they wait well, they they dip it in a cup of water and it goes, it like it uh, powered down. It like yeah yeah it did that it powered down. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. You could easily just take it out and it'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe your speakers wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, but eh, whatever, mm. whatever. But like technology. they're trying to figure out what to do with him. They're like get rid of him. And, and Doug's like no we can't do that. And Jake's like oh thanks. And he's like it would ruin my bachelor party. And Jake's like wait that's why you're upset about it. <laughs> Because it would ruin your weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they end up deciding that if, uh, like, Jake would be okay with this whole situation if they could return the diamonds. In order to, order to do that, they're going to do a reverse heist. Reverse heist. Put it back. Yes, put it back. You know, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> it's funny um, because Jake has, like, a... Like a a tagline and a movie poster idea. And of course, uh, Doug Judy vibes with it. I love it when they just vibe, which is almost all the time when they're not, you know, they just play duping Crossing. each other. They're just, <laughs> 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 they're just constantly vibing with each other. They're hyping each other up. This summer, there are take backs. Yes. Yes, that was, there that are. was the tagline to the movie. That was the tagline. That was my sorry attempt at a, a movie voice. No, it was great. It was a good job. <laughs> So let's go back to Terry and Rosa. Coming real quick. this fall to HBO. Oh my God, Aaron. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm having fun. You're having a lot of fun. Okay. But so, Terry and Rosa. Terry and Rosa. They are, they created uh, numerous copies of the business card. Like 30 or more. And the guy's name is Zeph, by the way. <laughs> right, Zeph. Zeph? Not Zeph or. It was Zeph. Zeph. I heard a Zeph, like no, a Jeff. The, wait, what, what are you saying? Zeph. That's what fuh, I was. Fuh, that's fuh. what I was saying. You said th. No, I said Jeff. 
I heard a thuh. No, I said Jeff. I said Jeff Zeff. What are words? Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what is yes. this table? What is this table? What are words? <laughs> what is this table? Pimento callback. <laughs> um. So yeah, the that's the guy named Zeff. Um. But Rosa thinks the gum won't match. They have like uh, at least uh twenty it's cards like, with gum attached. The only way I could describe it is if there were if you're choosing hors d'oeuvres for an event and they have a sampler tray of many hors d'oeuvres. Yes. And all of them look the same, but there's one expert in the room, Rosa. Yeah, Rosa's the expert. Like, it's like no, no, terrible, awful, too pink, too not pink, like yeah. too dirty, too clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they just pick the most accurate one and they present the fake card to Holt, but Holt immediately realizes it's a fake. Uh, the original card had something written on the back of it. Ooh, you can't see that in the selfie. Yeah. And it's so funny. Um, Holt's face when he turns it around and he sees that there's, he's like, why is this blank? He's wearing like glasses and it may, and he has this look where his eyes look like they like jump 10 times inside. Yeah, they look bigger. <laughs> they get bigger. Um, but Holt says this card is very important to him uh, because it belonged to uh, the victim of the first case he ever worked, uh, which this case he was never able to solve. Right. He It was somebody that he failed. Yeah, somebody failed. The words in the back were a, uh, a sort of thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Holt ended up holding on to this card for 30 years because it reminded him of his failure um, and it made him the cop that he is. And without it, he's lost. He's being very dramatic about the entire I'm thing. I'm lost. I'm lost. And he just looks off into the middle distance. Yeah, he takes off his glasses before saying, I'm lost. Right. And a little thing is that like Rosa is like, I just wanted to let you know, this is Terry's thing, and I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, and Holt's like, I believe you. Mm -hmm. He's like, noted. Noted, yeah. And Terry's like, what? 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 Oh, poor Terry. <laughs> poor Terry. Accidentally threw out some trash. Oh, no. He accidentally threw out some trash. Yeah, pretty much. I would never throw anything that looks exactly like trash. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. So, the reverse heist. Oh, you wrote it here. I did. This summer, there are takebacks. <laughs> it's so I had fun. To. <laughs> okay, so we got another like kind of montage, but like I don't know how to what to call this. It's like a sequence. It is a sequence with a voiceover. Right, Jake is doing a he. They're like sitting at the table, and then it switches to Jake doing a voiceover of the reverse heist happening, and then instead of doing the reverse heist again, they just like. The ex explanation is the thing happening. Yes. Yeah. It that's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. But the fake diamonds are locked in a bodyguard bodyguarded suite in like a safe. Yeah. Jake comes up with a heist plan to make the switch. They need to retrieve a code from the concierge computer. They get the code by disguising Jake as a famous ASMR performer on Twitch. Which who is has great. 25 million subscribers, by the way. I love um, when the show incorporates just modern weirdness and fads and trends that we right. have going on. Which they've been very good at. Like in the first season, that Quasi Cupcakes thing, oh, that yeah. was like super with they've the They've been on point with it. Um, something uh, earlier this season, I think, what was it? Um, Holt and his chonky boy. 
Oh, oh wait, no, yes. is that later? That's that's next episode. Yeah, okay. Or uh, next next episode. I feel like he's called Chonky before, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> right, he was posted on like Chonky Boy Twitter account. Yeah, and like that's so with the times. <laughs> I love that they keep it so just modern and up to date. Yes. Because that is our internet today. That's true. We have ASMR and Chonky Boys. But it's too. it's so funny because like Jake is like playing the part. He's like he's whispering every word he says, and then. And like my fans can hear my mouth noises. Ew! <laughs> I'm gonna gross out our listeners. I can't stand uh, or, ASMR. Or turn them on. No. Depending. I can't stand ASMR. So I'm I feel not, like it, it could bother some people, perhaps. I'm not a huge fan. I don't like mouth noises. No, I don't like mouth I noises. I really don't like mouth noises. When I was a child, I used to like complain to my mom every time I heard Elan, my little sister chew. <laughs> Like, we'd be in the car on the way to church. We're eating cereal, and Elena's like... He's like, Mom! I'd be like, Mom, tell Elena to chew with her mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) And she just, like... She'd be like, I am! And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not, child. Chew with your mouth shut. I can see your open mouth, child. I can see see the food. (laughs) Ew. And it's not seafood. And anyway, the concierge goes away to get her manager, you know, to, like... You know, because they're trying to cause a scene and whatnot. While that's happening, they take the uh like a code for the safe. That's like a, like I don't know, like um, it's like a it's skeleton a, key, but yeah. for like coded safes. Yeah. And then they, you know, get Trudy to disguise as a housekeeper to uh secretly push Jake into the suite in like a housekeeper cart. And then Trudy distracts the guard with her, quote unquote. Uh, sexy housekeeping <laughs> so that Jake can sneak out and she's just like dropping pillows on the floor and going uh, oh my god uh, that's really accurate how <laughs> are you making goes, these oh. how are you making these and drops the pillows on the floor lewd noises over here what? Well, I'm you're very just, good at that I'm replicating <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just replicate I'm a, I'm a chameleon with my voice okay that gives me way too much credit I can't but no. <laughs> anyways so, so trudy leaves and like the bodyguard is distracted and jake unlocks the balcony door for chuck and doug which i almost read doug as dong right there that is did not it, dong. And i brought it up anyways no. so they're on the window washer rig with the real diamonds and then they make the switch they lock the safe they exit through the balcony window back on the rig to their room below for the bachelor party where there are Butts. There are butts everywhere, dude. There are so many butts. Specifically, 14, like, buff dude butts. Male butts. Male butts, man. Male butts. They're everywhere, and she is really having the time Trudy of her life. Trudy is enjoying it. She's enjoying it. 14 of them. Uh, speaking of enjoying things, uh, Hitchcock and Scully are, uh, they're fondly watching their pizza cook in the vending machine, so it's been acquired. It has been um, acquired. They're cooking a pizza. And, and Charles and Amy are watching them watch it, and it's just kind of funny to watching them. me. Yeah, yeah. Watching. And they're just like, oh, they, they look so happy, you know. Look at them. Just look at them. <laughs> um, but the vending machine suddenly malfunctions, and the precinct loses power. <laughs> so yeah, it just like short circuits, and then yeah. they lose power. The voltage wasn't right on the vending machine. Nope. So uh, we have that little scene. And then we jump back to um, our bachelor party. Right, the main event. Yes, the main event. And uh, Trudy is actually really impressed with Jake, and so is Doug. 
Um, they're in the middle of praising him when there's suddenly a knock on the door and Jake has this guilty look on his face as he go- goes to answer it. Um, he, he knows who it is. So he opens the door and the SWAT team runs in um, and he directs them to Doug, Doug's three friends. Uh, and the Judys are very displeased by this. They're like looking at him like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he says, cops always copping. Cops always uh, cops, be copping. Cops always copping. <laughs> <laughs> he like he like he like has this like uh oh sorry guys but like he he's like mm, I can't not be a cop. Yeah, you know his cop his copping comes first. I, it's interesting how like uh they've always done this with like the the relationship between him and Doug Judy. Yes. Where um even though he really likes this dude and they're like friends basically. They he always has like justice and law is always first. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's always at the forefront of his brain. Even always. now, when it's like, hey, we got everything back to where it was. There's no reason like like to do anything. Everything's equalized. But Jake's like, mm, no, nah, there was crime going on. Yeah, so. he's like, mm, sorry, out of luck. Can't let go. No. The next day. Jake meets Doug and Trudy by the private jet to catch a flight back to New York. They tell him to get lost and fly commercial while wishing all of the usual flight inconveniences on him. You know, middle seat, crime babies. Yeah. Doug questions why Jake went through with the reverse heist if he was just going to have them be arrested anyways. It was due to the lack of evidence and, you know, complicit activity on his part. So, like, he was, like, I need to, like, make, see the diamonds for myself and, like, you know, I don't know, gather evidence. And then he was, like, I can't not bring in the SWAT team because what if I look complicit to crimes? Right. I lose my job, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. He was also able to call for backup despite having his phone be waterlogged because he switched it out for Doug's phone while speaking to the concierge. Ah, that's very smart. And he called the cops while in the cart using Doug's Shark Tank idea, the smush shush. <laughs> uh, Doug is especially betrayed by this. He, he was like, can you call them and tell, tell them it was not a completely useless invention? And Jake's <laughs> it was like, useful. I don't know those people. It was useful. I think Barbara specifically felt very attacked by it. It was one of the Shark Tank people in there. Right, yeah, yeah. He was explaining that on the jet. He was like, Barbara really didn't like it. She felt like she was she was being smothered or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. When you said Barbara, I thought Barbara from Rooster Teeth. And oh, I was Barbara like, Dunkelman. I was like, how is she involved in this? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> how is she involved? But uh, Jake tries to, like, apologize, you know. <laughs> He's like, you know, guys, don't you understand? I had to do it, whatever. But Doug and uh, Trudy are too disgusted, and they leave him behind. Judy's. 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 Doug. <laughs> Trudy. Um, Judy. Yep. Yep. They're distraught. They're distraught. And so is Holt because uh, he lost his business card, his l- weird little motivation business his, card. His shame card. Shame card. Um. So Rosa and Terry try to correct this. They go to Holt uh, with a box of business cards of people that Holt uh, did help over the years. So... I guess it's like people like wrote like little messages messages on it or something on it. It's how you should actually motivate yourself. Yeah, with um, positive reinforcement. They dump the cards on his desk. Holt accepts this. Um, he, he picks up one. And he's like, I remember this guy. 
and he uses this as his new motivation, his new zeth. Right, you know, the, the better one, I yeah. think. I think, anyways. Yeah, and uh, Holt thanks them both, but Terry then gets mad because Rosa is now re- receiving credit when she bailed earlier. <laughs> Remember, you mentioned how she was like, I wasn't involved in this. I wasn't involved in this. Yeah, and um, it's funny. He gets so frustrated. He goes, oh, I'm done, and then leaves. <laughs> He's like, this was all my idea. And then I did this. I did this. Um, and Holt and Rosa are like visibly amused by his reaction. I can <laughs> see the smirks. I can see them. Your smirks. Oh, I see him. I see him. You know, Holt and Rosa make a very good uh, comedic duo. They do, and um, they've been paired up a few times, and I love I love seeing them interact because they have a lot of the same tendencies. Mm, Remember, mm. um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 Sorry. That's the one. <laughs> it was so good. Um, you know, what I also just thought about mm-hmm. real quick that. Whenever Doug Judy's in an episode, for the most part, like in that one time, like uh, what was it? Rosa tagged along, but it's like the duo becomes Jake and Doug Judy. Yeah. And then the rest of the cast is broken up into trios. It is, yeah. To Doug trios. Doug trios. Right. At Pokemon. No, like Doug Judy trios. Yes, but also at the Pokemon. Now this new phenomenon is called the Doug trio. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. Um, let's t- touch back on the vending machine incident. Oh, no. Um, it's being carted away now. Uh, turns out the outlet couldn't support the voltage of the machine, as Amy points out. But, right. Uh, you know, I think Hitchcock was like, don't blame the victim. <laughs> right. She was like, you know, they should have checked the voltage. And yeah. Hitchcock's like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so Charles tries to console them by showing them a snack hack. Ooh. Very fun, very delicious. Um, the gap between the two vending machines, that empty space there, uh, allows you to just step in beside one of them, uh, this one machine, and if you pound on it, you can receive a free snack. And uh, everything happens for a reason, right? You know what? They are stunned. They are amazed. Thank the Lord. I feel like... Charles just got paid for vending machine sex work. Okay. I don't like that. The vending machine got pounded. Charles got some peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Right, because it's illegal in New York. Right, it is illegal. And everywhere except Nevada. Okay, let's continue. Let's wrap this up. Let's go full circle, shall we? Full Full circle. circle. Let's go. So... As Jake is about to eat a bagel, you know. Like earlier. New York bagels. Mm-hmm. Rosa, again, like in the like in the intro, interrupts him and pulls him into the interrogation room. She gives him a card, which turns out to be, you know, another invitation. And he's like, why are you giving me another one of these? I get it. Everyone's invited except me. Yeah, he gets frustrated. He gets frustrated. But then he looks at it and he's like, wait, this is addressed to me. Woo. Woo. Hold on a second. And then... Boom. Doug is in the interrogation room. There he is. Lights on. Look at him. And it's like, you're invited, bro. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, Brooke's title of the segment, Full Circle, actually, like, it gets a little crazy. It does. So this whole episode, starting with him getting an invitation from a guy they arrested, was all a part of Doug Judy's master plan. So they're talking, Jake's talking to Doug Judy in the interrogation room, 
and Doug explains like how everything went down. While Jake was like, you know, doing some like double crossing and like secret planning, Doug Judy let him do that whole thing knowing he was going to do it. He let it all happen. Right. He like planned the thing because apparently his fiance doesn't want criminals at the wedding, which, you know, uh, understandable. Yeah. But it was too awkward of a conversation for Doug to have (laughs) to say, I don't want you guys in my wedding. So he comes up with an elaborate plan to avoid an awkward conversation. He charters a private jet from Mark Cuban. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. The whole thing was a setup so that Jake would arrest his friends so that the there wouldn't be any criminals at the wedding and he could get Jake to be his real best man. Yes. Amazing. It, it's a nice nice heartwarming ending. They they sing they sing a song. Uh but like the whole time um Doug has this like a uh, the mug that they were painting at the beginning of, yeah. of the episode too at the shop. Yes. And he's like he, he like, you never noticed what I painted on the inside of it. And he was like, what? Turns it over. Will you be my best band? Uh, oh, my God. He oh was painting God. it since the beginning. Yeah. That's like extra proof if you if you needed yeah. it that he had that from the beginning. It was the plan all along. I wonder if they, that's the reason they put that in the episode. So that it, they're like, oh, he really did think about that. Yeah. Because sometimes proof. it seems like Doug's like double crossing is just like, uh, like luck on his part, yeah, like he just wasn't. falls into a good situation. Yeah, he he totally it. planned this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, that's a good point. It's all for proof. All for proof. Yeah. Well, uh, Doug avoided some awkward interactions. There mm-hmm. was a, a sexy weekend with reverse heists and butts. Yeah. Um. There was some trash thrown away, and it was a big deal. Um. A vending machine broke down while making pizza. And cause a blackout. It's yeah, there's a lot that went on in this episode. A lot of disaster. Some fun <laughs> ASMR references. Some ASMR references. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. When he was about to like, like uh, yell at the concierge, when he went, his yelling voice was like, "It's like this." He was yelling. Yeah. But it was like a harsh whisper, yeah. and he was like, "Stop! You'll hurt your beautiful voice." I'll strain your beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good episode. I I really enjoy the episodes where Doug Judy returns. Yes, because they're they're incredibly weird, and like similar to the Halloween episodes, they're just weird and, and the convoluted. Pimento episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of different um weird devices that like the writers will bring back up to like you know have like a light but still like um like good comedy filled episode yeah, like fun and a lot, a lot of twists and turns right where it's not necessarily like um like moving plot forward yeah but it moves forward like tiny plots like it does. the the Doug Judy relationship and yeah and uh like you said the Halloween heist that happens every year mhm pimento like it's like pimento it, it's a side quest in the TV show it is you know that's an accurate way to put it, I think. Uh-huh. 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 But anyways, folks, that's all. The show is over. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you. It was you. a very big show. Thank you for listening. I don't know why I had to do that. but That I, was creepy. I, I, just, I just started doing it. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, you can follow us 
on, you know, whatever you're using to listen to us on. Yeah. You already know. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apple. Yeah. Apple. You know, spot spot the Apple. Mm-hmm. Spot it. You know, you know, rate, review. Rate and review. Good review, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Right, because uh, we're growing, and all, all negative feedback will kill us. <laughs> <laughs> right, not because it's polite, because it will physically harm, it harm will, our souls. It will destroy us. Oh, no, we're sensitive. Yeah. But, yeah, and then you can, you know, if you have anything to add, anything you wanted to mention, what was your favorite part of the episode that maybe we didn't touch on, or you just want to add your extra little, you know, pizzazz to our coverage you can email us at trwpod at gmail.com or send us a message on at trwpod on instagram or alternative bird podcast on facebook there's like specifically three different avenues that you can use yes the contact or if you're um, somehow one of our listeners that is listening through our squarespace website there's also a contact form on there Mm -hmm. there is Uh, so many ways so many ways reach out to us all right well uh, I think it's about time if we do our um, sign off where we say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.